0: Okay, fantastic. Hi, how you doing?
1: Good, and yourself?
0: All right, Mike, doing great. Thanks.
1: I well, appreciate the time. Want to get into the latest album? Talk about the upcoming show and look in the rearview mirror a little bit. But uh, sure, you've been on quite a tear, man. Fourth in a row since being reunited with Tracy, and I'm loving the new album, Black Diamonds. I had talked to Tracy on the last album, Checkered Past, which kind of was done over the pandemic and, and completely yeah. over over Zoom at that time. Curious for this one, did you were you able to get in the same room, or was it kind of more the same thing for this one?
0: Oh no, Mike, it was it was it was polar opposite. It was fantastic, as Tracy explained. Um, Checkered past was entirely remote, and and um, we I, I I hated it to be honest <laughs> with you. I hated the fact that you know I had to do all my own engineering, all, record all my own vocals. I haven't done that in a long time. Uh, I, I got you know I got up to speed on it, but but technically that that wasn't the issue. Uh, what we what I really the first thing I noticed when we started working uh, on this on the black diamonds were you're correct we were all in the same room or a bus or a, a dressing room backstage somewhere, um, and and it was cooking. You know, Mike, it was like it felt so good, and I don't know if the other guys felt the best. But it for me, um, it was it was magic. And what it's all about, you know, guys getting in a room together and 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 knocking out put songs together and knocking out ideas and having a laugh and 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 also it really gives me a, a an opportunity to to see just how brilliant these guys are, what great musicians they are. Because when it was remote, or I was just getting files, you know, it was all <laughs> recorded, it was all done. Sure, but to see them. Laying down the tracks, so I love that and I, 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 it never gets old yeah. i do, but but that doesn't
1: <laughs> certainly the <laughs> the spot native all being in the same room, and now Ace Von Johnson on his third album, imagine him getting more involved too
0: indeed uh yes, and and actually bringing uh songs in as well um we've just started playing um like a drug um or as we call it I like drugs <laughs> um. um I, uh, we just started playing that live and it's a song that he brought in and and it's cool. It's got this sort of Thin Lizzy vibe, but it's, you know, because he's such a punk rocker. it, it I don't know. It's, it's just like it is just it punches, you know, and, and it's it's a great song. It's got a great bridge. The the breakdown in the middle of the song is just it, it, it kills me every time. And we played it live for the first time last weekend here in Vegas uh, at Vamped. And uh, it, it sounded pretty good. And it's always a challenge, you know, when, when you haven't played a song live. I mean, we I've, I've sung it a hundred times uh, <laughs> because I recorded it. But, now, you know, there's a big difference between that and doing it live. And uh, it was just like a duck to water. I mean, we, we, we pulled it off. We, we had a sound check. We ran through it a couple of times. Love this band. You know, these guys can do anything.
1: You know, it's funny you mentioned uh, about that song in particular, and kind of having that '70s Thin Lizzy vibe. I kind of felt like the whole album kind of had like wearing your influences on your sleeve kind of deal. I mean, certainly with the opening track "Your Betray," Betrayed definitely had that like Zeppelin kind of feel to it. But I feel like the whole whole album kind of had a '70s kind of, like I said, influence on on your sleeve kind of vibe.
0: Uh, of course, of course, and and you know, uh, we we. uh we wear that as a, as a a medal of honor, to be honest with you. We are We are children of the seventies. We grew up uh, with the gatefold uh, vinyl. Uh, we you know Tracy and I um, we, we, we're like brothers, you know, in, 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 the fact, in the way we were raised, um you know, finding our parents porn on super <laughs> 8s and stuff like that, that, you know very very indicative of the of the of the seventies. Uh, and, uh, we make no apologies for it. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of really close, um, Zeppelin calls there, aren't there? And, and no apologies for it. Uh, it you know, if they weren't the biggest thieves in the industry, I, I wouldn't feel bad about it, but they are. So we're just, you know, we're thieving, uh, stealing from thieves, um, and, and doing a pretty good job of it. And, um, uh, a couple of times, a couple of moments during the course of recording this, so I I'm I kind of I, I I step back and I'm like, not bad, dude, not bad at all. <laughs> uh, it, you know, even if I win, you know that that's very, very Zeppelin. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know when I and I when we first started tackling it, I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do. I'm a Rod Stewart singer, you know, I, I can't do that Robert Plant stuff. But goddamn, I did it, and 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 I'm real proud of it. I wouldn't like to do it every night, but uh, yeah, there were moments where I impressed myself on this record.
1: Yeah, it it definitely had that vibe, and and I love it. And I was kind of thought like, oh, now I know what Zeppelin meets LA Guns would sound like.
0: Yeah, well, Tracy is you know he 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 makes no apologies. He's the biggest Jimmy Page fan there is out there, and <laughs> and uh, you know it's his idol. He 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 he. Makes and buys guitars that look like Jimmy's, and you know, that's that's his childhood hero. Uh, and and it blows me away to think that you know, he went from being uh, uh, a kid and uh, an adulating kid to to uh, I, I think he holds his eye. I think he's a better player than Paige. I think Tracy's a national treasure, to be honest. With you. I don't, I can't, I can't think of anyone. As good as him, yeah. I mean, okay, Inve is quick. <laughs> if you like that kind of thing, I hate it. I hate that kind of thing. I like blues guitar, you know, but I don't like. Tracy, he, he is the ultimate hybrid, where he can go from that amazing dexterity um, to just just stretching and a, a, a no, uh, just just absolutely perfect. And you know, it's 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 been a pleasure. Seeing him develop as an artist uh, and as a writer, of course, um, and and uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, we are big Zeppelin fans. I'm a big Humble Pie fan. I like Steve Marriott, you know, like that, that high, screamy vocals. Is that a chick? Is that, is that a guy? Kind of a thing. <laughs> um, the same, you know, same thing as Robert Plant. But you know, big time Rod Stewart uh, fan, mm. um, and um, the combination between the two of us, it's the same. It's the same as when Beck got together with, with Rod Stewart and Paige saw that and was like, oh, oh that's a good idea. I'm going to go and find myself a good singer. Yeah. And, and, and he was influenced by that, that um, Rod Stewart-Jeff Beck collaboration, and that's when he went off and found Robert and did his own version of that.
1: Well, now talking about this new album, now comes the toughest part: is putting together a set list. I imagine we have you oh, in, in our market. Nightmare. Yeah, coming out yeah. to the to the Inland Empire, going to be at Rock and Brews inside Yamavon Friday the 29th ninth. I December. love
0: that. I love that venue. I love that venue so much. They treat us so well, and you know it, it, it's nothing fancy, but everything's great. It sounds great. Uh, it it has got good. Uh, it's got it's got a great vibe at the start but you know technically it's everything we need you know we're not big on big screen monitors and pyro none of that bollocks we like you know we we like to keep it simple keep it raw uh and yeah looking forward to that but you're right it is it's it's so difficult um putting a set list together uh when we're so excited with, with a new record you know and and you know Quite often, a band can clear a room. Well, here's another <laughs> new one, and and uh, so we got to be careful. But um, we we've taken a few chances. I mean, uh, uh, you betray was a no brainer. You know, I thought that, that that I think that's pretty much going to be in the set forever. Uh, and then we we had a go, a, a valiant, fantastic. Uh, I say go like it's past tense, but we, we're doing. Um, Diamonds, that big, beautiful ballad. Love it. And, uh, and, and that's fantastic. Um, and, and now we're, we're adding um, Like a Drug, which is th- three from the new record. And, and uh, I think what we'll probably have to do is decide between Diamonds and Like a Drug. Because you know it's not like we're in a nostalgia act, but you know if, if people don't get their elected gypsy, there's going to be a problem.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean you got you got a, probably two fistfuls of songs that you have to play every uh, show.
0: It, 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 it's a great a great place to be, of course, you know, and, and especially with the uh, the stuff that we've done uh, since the reunion, which yeah. we're incredibly proud of, Cannonball
1: yeah, and like, all that. Oh,
0: Cannonball! I mean, that's that's an evergreen too. That's we open our set with that because there's no better sort of like opening the record. Yeah, and it just gets us all, it gets us all pumped. It gets us into the mood. So yeah, I mean, there's plenty of energy, plenty of music, and and uh, if the gig is anything like the last, I don't know. This might be the fourth time we played it. Uh, if the energy's there as as it has been for the others, it's going to be a great
1: night. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Speaking of this time of the year, I've been playing it as well, the the L.A. Guns version of Little St. Nick. And kind of curious, are you a a fan of this time of the year? Do you get into the Christmas spirit or is it all just bullocks and and it's work time
0: for you most years anyways? uh, Honestly, when you've had as many Christmases as I have, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's, it's like, okay. Uh, you know I guess it's good you know when I I, when I was on dad duty my kids are grown up now they're not kids they're adults but you know that that was cute I like that but but even that you know it's kids opening presents oh I don't like it I wanted the green you know so it's just like I don't miss that at all Um, I um, I just I I don't know I just trying to go with my mind into an oily neutral and I and I try not to think about it too much but but my wife, she she's she's amazing. She's got, she, uh, she's an artist. So it's it's not your typical red and green Christmas with her. Yeah. It's just like our Christmas tree is white, and she's put bats on it, and it's <laughs> she makes it fun.
1: Any any traditions this time of year? Like for for me, growing up and, and having single parents, I'd always go to my dad's on Christmas Eve, mom on Christmas Day, and and started this weird tradition with my dad because nothing was open on Christmas Eve to have pizza. And I've, my yeah. dad since passed and now I always eat pizza on Christmas Eve as a little Do you, tradition. Yeah, Do you have right. anything like that for you?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I, I'm not going to, we're not going to be sitting at home, um, eating turkey and ma'am and, and all, <laughs> all the trimmings and, and, you know, no, I, I as I said, if you had as many Christmas dinners as I have, you know, uh, <laughs> we'll, um, we'll probably make a beef Wellington or, or, or something cozy like that. We pretend it's snowing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it, Tra- uh, Phil, I appreciate all the time, and just wanted to go back. It happens to be the 35th anniversary of the debut album, and kind of wanted to re- rewind it back to that time. Curious how many tunes were written in studio versus going in with? Because obviously, you you had a career before with Bitch and Tracy with yeah. Guns and Roses. Yeah. So, how much time did you guys actually have before getting signed, or was a lot written in the studio?
0: Yes, a lot. A lot of the stuff was written uh, prior to me joining um but I, I um the music had been written and and the old singer had uh uh done some lyrics that i couldn't understand and and <laughs> and and, and it, it poached poached the songs in a in a, in a strange way i couldn't do that I was like look you said that je go boy uh look you know if i'm i'm gonna join the band, I need to do it my own, my own my own thing my own way and and you know for for the uh, connoisseur you can find certain songs like the sex action was called something else. Um, there's a couple from the first album that have different uh, pre-filled versions. Ah. And you can come to your own conclusion. Um, I, I, You know, they're, they're a little bit, they're a bit, a bit, a bit dull even for me, you know, a little bit, um, a bit depressing, you know, and then most of the songs are about drugs and, you know, I, I don't know anything about, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> um and so uh yes a lot of it was written uh music a lot of the music was written there, but yeah I, I i changed a lot of the lyric all the lyrics actually there was nothing from the old guy that i kept and yeah of course you know like six months down the line when the album came out and and it and it and it hit the jackpot uh we got we got some legal um issues because of it but, hey, you know, as you say, that was 35 yeah. years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's been a great run. And honestly, I, uh, you know, I, I died and went to heaven. When I got that call from Tracy, because I was in London. Uh, you might not be able to tell, but I'm English. Um, <laughs> but, um, and and it was, I got the, the call shortly after. Do you remember that 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 monstrosity called Live Aid? Mm-hmm. I I, I was in England during Live Aid and, and I, I just wanted to, I wanted to die. I wanted to kill myself. It was just like, so this is it. This is the English music. There's no rock and roll in, in Live Aid. There's not a single rock band. <laughs> Nothing. It's like they went out of their way to say, look, we don't want that. And they had Sin Lizzie. They had Gary Moore. They had such amazing people. And this is fucking Bob Geldof too. Um, and, and he, he was a big part of the conspiracy and his dreadful wife. Uh, who who just wanted this new wave, Duran Duran, clean cut bullshit. <laughs> and I, I, I honestly, I really thought that was it. It was all over. And then Tracy Guns calls me out the blue and goes, when can you come over? I said, how about tomorrow? <laughs> 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 and, it, and it, you know, we've had highs and lows, but that was honestly, the, the, that, that was probably the most um, game changing moment of my, my whole career, my whole life.
1: A couple, a couple little notes on the album. Uh, one of the things that I, I didn't notice as a kid, but listening back more recently I've noticed, saxophones in Nothing to Lose. and of kind of curious, because that's the only song that uh, it might be the only song good, uh,
0: uh, Well, uh, how about the bongos in, 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 as well, in No Mercy?
1: I'm, I was cool with the bongos. The sax is the <laughs> one that kind of stood out to me. <laughs> Clearly you guys well, didn't demo it that way. Whose idea was it to bring no. in the sax?
0: Uh, our manager at the time was a guy called alan jones who was the saxophone player in a band ah. english very popular english band called amen corner and uh, you know we're sitting around everything's recorded it's like what else so, well let's put some bongos on 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 uh, no mercy and and what, what do you want to go and play some sax alan and he was like <laughs> yeah why not um so it was basically everyone in the studio having a leaving leaving a mark and 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 that was Alan's.
1: And that uh, makes sense letting your manager get in there. Also interesting too to see that uh now legendary producer Howard Benson doing some string arrangements on the album.
0: Yeah, yeah, incredible. Uh we're really lucky uh to have him and and he did the whole record and uh it's just lush, isn't it? It just wow, that 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 ballad just kills me. So yeah, I, and and that's you know, they, that's because um it's not because we're paying them vast amounts of money it's because they like what they hear and they they, they, they oh yeah oh yeah i can do something with that and yeah i love it
1: interesting and then the, the last kind of interesting note uh i had a, was always under the impression that Stephen riley played drums on that album but it was actually a, a nicky alexander and then Stephen yeah. kind of coming in at the 11th hour and rest in peace obviously as well
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Riley and I, we had adventures. We had some good times and, 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 you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll always remember him fondly, but no, he wasn't involved in the band in the beginning. Um, he, he, he came along, um, Nicky, uh, our drummer at, at the time, um, a strange fellow. <laughs> um, he, he was Mr. Melrose. Ah, uh, you know, like when I first came over, he, he, Nicky knew every hot chick. He knew where every every great party was going to be that night. He, he knew where to get the clothes. He, he just knew everything. Mr. Melrose or, or the mayor of Melrose. And when the reality hit that, well, guys, you know, we, we've got an album, it's selling and, and we're going to have to go on tour. And it's like, go on tour for how long? Indefinitely, <laughs> Nikki didn't. Nikki didn't like the sound of that. Ah, he he he, could, he didn't want to give up his his turf, um, and you know he still wanted to play drums and he still wanted to be involved in music. But you know, getting on that tour bus and not knowing when he was coming home didn't appeal to him. So uh, it was up to us to find a, a, a drummer, and Tracy knew Steve briefly. Uh, and Steve happened to be in the rehearsal complex uh, oh. at the same time we were. And it was just, too, you know, do you want to come over and play? And I've got to say, the difference between Steve Riley and, and Nikki's drum, I mean, Steve Riley back then really was an animal. It, his playing, it, it, was, it was a freight train. His timing was perfect. He was, it was strong as an ox and and uh, i liked it i really did i liked the direction it was going in and and uh yeah i mean it must have been good because we ended up doing countless records together
1: <laughs> yeah great great to hear that and and some words about uh about about him now that he's gone and and rest in peace and I, it's
0: really weird he's the first one to go you yeah. know of, of all of all the band you know and we've had like we're, we're kind of notorious for the amount of members we've had <laughs> in the, in this I think the last count was like 53 um but yeah but he's the first one that fell off his perch and and uh um it uh wow it it, it, it was it, it was awful I I didn't want to see that you know we were having we we had been through a, a legal issue um and um I, that probably didn't help his health but it was wasn't something we we started it was just something we had to do you know right right um and, and you know we would we were like into our third album from the reunion and 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 you know he wanted to come to get get together with a couple of the old guys and call it la guns and uh, <laughs> we just simply couldn't allow that you know it was we'd we'd make so much traction, yeah. and that, that would have knocked us right off the rails. So it it, it got ugly. It got expensive. It got ugly, uh, and but you know, I tell you something. I will tell you something. I reckon had had we got past it, and and like last night was Eddie Trunk's um 40th anniversary. I think if I'd been in a room with Steve for anything more than five or ten minutes, we'd be like s- slapping each other's backs and and high fiving and laughing. So it, it wasn't. There, there, were, there were no real ill feelings. It was just business.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate the words and the time. And I uh, got one last thing for you. We're an old school radio station. We do a feature called Mandatory Metallica every night at 10 p.m., which you're going to be a part of. Curious if you've had any interactions with those guys over the years, shared the stage with them. Are you a Metallica fan?
0: Well, you know, I was in the opening band the first time they played. In, not the first time, but like they played the Lyceum. Uh, in London, and it was a big gig for them because um, they were be, uh, just being club, playing clubs prior to that. Um, and I was with working with Bernie Tormey at the time in a band called Tormey. And uh, you know, I saw him. I was like, yeah, you know, good. yeah, it's all right. They're good. They're good play But you know, the 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 enthusiasm—too small of a word, really, to describe the crowd. Um, the rabid <laughs> <laughs> response uh i knew this this was this was this was a phenomenon and they are a phenomenon uh and and I, you know i i don't i'm not a big aficionado i don't know much about them but nothing else matters is is really up there it's just like one of my favorite songs of all time or wolves coming from a metal band it just it, it melts me
1: <laughs> well, that You took my next question. That was going to be my follow up. But, you know, if you had a song to, to play. I then.
0: figured I figured that's where you were going. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so beautiful. It really is. It's undeniably beautiful. But, it, it, you know, it's heavy and it's uh, and it, it, it's it. Yeah. I mean, they um, they stuck their neck out doing a ballad. Uh, but they really pulled, I mean, Motorhead never did a ballad, and Lemmy <laughs> could write. He wrote uh, "Mama, I'm coming home." Yeah, but yeah. he wouldn't dare. He'd never dare play it live. <laughs> and 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 they they can you imagine? Mama, I'm coming home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they did. They they great, great, fantastic. So yeah, it's my favorite song.
1: Beautiful. Thank you so much for the time, Phil. It's an honor to get to talk to you, and can't wait to see you out there at the show.
0: See you at the show. Come say hi.
1: I will. Thank you. Bye, right,
0: Mike. Bye.